And since Cole's not here, and welcome to the Bartow Jacket Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Jason. I'm here with used to be intern Wes. Yo. How's it going? What's up? Another day, another dollar. Just so you know, he used to be intern Wes. Now he's Wes. And we're here with a special guest with us. We've got the girl, the new girls basketball coach for varsity and JV over the whole program, Miss Taylor Payne. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Glad to I should have hit the round of applause sound effect. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll, I'll do it myself. There you go. There you go. I was hitting that button before. So thank you for being here with us. It's a pleasure to have you in the studio with us. Thanks and congratulations on you. being the new new uh, girls coach. Very, very happy for you. And let's get into the, we missed last week. Okay. We had a little yep. confusion. Um, this is all my fault. So I take oh, 100% of the blame. I thought I was driven. No. I, really thought, I was like, dang, I know I got all No, I had to read, I went back and read the text. And then, and I was like, I was waiting for him too. And I'm like, let me go back to him. Dang, I yeah. said Thursday. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But it happens. Um, but nonetheless, we left off with the Lakeland game. Yep. We what was have the not... score for, for Josh in Oregon? So, who? <laughs> uh, he said, so... who? It's a listener. He, he complains <laughs> that we don't get the score. Oh, that's right. So, uh, Lakeland uh, defeated our Bartow Yellow Jackets two weeks ago, I think now, uh, by a score of 38-14. to 14. And the Jenkins score last week? The Jenkins score last week was 44. Four to, hold on. It's gonna be. It's gonna take a minute. But nonetheless, uh, are we gonna get into the Lakeland game? Yeah, we're gonna talk about kind of like mesh them together. Okay. Um. Here we go. Uh. Yeah. Forty-four to seven. Forty-four to seven. Sure Barto right wins it. Just so you know how dedicated of listener Josh is. When we didn't do the show. He texted me. He's like, "What? What? What did Barto do?" <laughs> yeah, he's a loyal it. listener, so we, we appreciate need some more Josh. Of those. Sp- uh, spread the word about Barto football there in Oregon, Josh. We appreciate you. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good stuff. All Josh. right, so the, the Lakeland game. Were you at the game? Taylor? Um, I actually was not. You was not at was the game. Not. Okay, so let's just get into it real quick and and think two with two teams playing. Somebody's got to lose. Of course. Okay. Um, I bring up the Gators all the time because I'm I've actually lost interest in college football a little bit because of the fan base of the Gators. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to tell sometimes when an opponent is just better than you. Of course. And from what I've seen out of our Yellow Jacket football team this season, and I'm just gonna say it, we're five to six players short. In terms of depth. In terms of depth. If right. we had five or, five or six more players that were able to be ones, mm-hmm. we would be able to compete with Lakeland and Lee Gibson from I'm, what I saw yeah. on the field. And I say that because you got guys like Amarion Baker running the ball, right right back out on defense, middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. You see it on the sideline every game, guys cramping up. Yep. I know it's a matter that the coaches and the training staff are telling them to drink water and do what they got to do. But your body can only take so much of I, going. I actually have him as a student. Do you? <laughs> I do. What an athlete. But, oh, absolutely. He is ama- you, he's amazing. You could, you could tell his demeanor, the way that he he walks into you know the hallways, just how he his presence, like he knows. And so that sometimes I'm always checking. I'm like, hey, listen, you big time. 
but you got to make sure that you're feeling your body because he's always walking around like he's, you know, yeah. he's cramped, like he's tight. I'm like, when's the last time that you stretch, boy? Like from another coach, you know, perspective, like I know that he's an athlete, mm. um, but you can tell that he takes it serious because, you know, he's working on his brand off the br- off the football mm. field. You know, he's he's his mind and the way that he works with people. It's it's pretty good. It's That's awesome. Because we don't get to hear that that side, the, the right. student part of these athletes. Yeah. So that's great to hear. But, you know, there, there's several players on Bartu that go both ways. And then when you get a player like, um, for example, Jaden. Jaden Williams, Williams yeah. went down with an injury. Mm-hmm. And then, well, who's in there next? Landrum. Yeah. Or uh, who plays Tyler running Simpson, back. Who's a well. wide receiver. Who's playing defensive back now. You yeah. Know, so we have the players to match up. Mm-hmm. But sometimes – and. You know, I know we got listeners that interact with us on social media, and please keep doing that because we respect everybody's opinions. Sometimes you just got to look at the game and say, you're just outclassed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it, this is what it is. Yeah. The late Gibson game, we, we hung with them a little bit. A little bit. First quarter was – I mean, going into halftime, they were only up 14-0. Yeah. Like, we could have came back um, with, a, with a whole new mindset, switched things around, made our adjustments, and uh, just two scores. Yeah. That's it. And that was the game we had some fighting on the sideline amongst players and everything. And, and I heard Coach Tate getting in. That's getting, right. Getting yeah. them good at halftime. But those type things can't happen. And, you know, the Lakeland game was another example of it. You know, Coach, I told Wes, when Lake, if Lakeland and Lake Gibson play again in the playoffs, Lakeland's winning that game. Because <laughs> I'm telling you. Because Co- Coach Castle is a legend. And he's going to make the adjustments to stop Lake Gibson. He's got the film. He saw what they what they did to beat them, and he's going to make those adjustments. And just look at the Bartow game. How many times did they throw the ball? The Maybe. Bartow game against who? Against Lakeland. How many times did Lakeland throw the ball? Five, six times? Oh, maybe? yeah. They were just pounding the rock continuously. Can you stop it? We're going to run it down yeah, your throat. If it's, if it's not broke, it. don't fix it. Um, they just, yeah, that was pretty much them all game. And, I mean, there were, there were certainly a lot of opportunities in which they did throw – um, thankfully we had a, we have a, a pretty darn good secondary with, with Pennywise and, um, the rest of the crew back there who were able to limit that and kind of force them to keep running. But that, all that did was really help them out because yeah. it was pretty effective. And, and I say the five or six more players, because when, uh, I mentioned, uh, Jaden going down, I think it was Simpson that came in. Mm-hmm. And Landrum has been playing some backup roles as safety, and, right. he, and he's had to get in there as well because Pennywise got hurt in that game. That's right. And he's pen, speaking of Pennywise. Um, first off, congratulations! He got his first official offer. To where? Uh, I don't recall. I'll have to check on Twitter later again. Uh, but oh yeah, I do remember. Seeing he that. finally got his first offer. I know he's thrilled about that and excited. Um, and something tells me if if I know him well enough. It probably isn't going to be his last offer. I know we only got one more game left, but I think he'll he'll get maybe at least one more, if not a couple. Um, so first off, congratulations to him. Yes, but congratulations. He's he's been banged up a, a couple games throughout the season too. We've noticed yeah, he got hurt last game, mm-hmm. ankle, yep. I believe. And it was earlier in the season he was out too. Um, Graydon, Graydon plays some wide out, and then sometimes he'll. I think he'll play safety as well. Yeah. So and that that was that was my point. I was going to make when these guys come in, there's not a, a big drop off. Right. You know the way Simpson went in and was playing safety, he was like, man, this kid should be back there all the time, but. <laughs> then he's tired when he's playing. This yeah. Game. So it, it's, you know, that's how I look at it. Of all the games this season, you can go through them and we'll do that towards the end of the year. But there's only one game, the Auburndale game, 
that to me fans could look at and go, I want I want to point the finger. Yeah, you could point the finger at the Auburndale game, mm-hmm. but the rest of the games, the Vero Beach, Lake Gibson, Lakeland. I mean, at some point, as fans, you just got to look at it and go, we just lost. Yeah, definitely. And and, and we don't have as much talent, and we're, the program's still building. I think uh, our buddy from WBF, I forget which one said it on the post, but, um, you know, let's not forget where this program came from before last season. Right. Literally. I was just about to say that. Right? <laughs> Literally two or three years but ago. That's what fan bases do. They, right, that expectation yeah. level rises mm-hmm. so much. And we'll get into that in a little bit with your Ooh. program. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that expectation level. And, and that's why you coach. Mm-hmm. You want that pressure. I think at least I did. Mm-hmm. I want that expectation high. I want to be pushed. I want to be second-guessed as part of it. That's why you get into coaching. But the fans' perspective – should be at some point just reality mm-hmm. and we weren't as good right That's well, it. sometimes the fans don't understand the technicality or the strategy of the game so they're just like just get the ball down there get the ball down there <laughs> yeah. and the fact that the ball is not getting down there it's like what are you doing yep. <laughs> and, that, and i brought up the gators but it's like everybody you need to start ar-15 you need to start ar-15 right. and then he starts ar-15 against the number one team in the country and you well, like 34 them, to 7, I think. Well, you give up 21 points in two minutes, that's going to happen. But <laughs> the fact of it is, now everybody's <laughs> fire mulling, fire mulling. It's right, like, right. he did what y'all wanted him to do. <laughs> give the people what they want. <laughs> and my buddy called me. Uh, shout out to K-Boy. He called me after the game, and he's like, Brad, what you think? And I'm like, I'm happy as could be. That quarterback just played against the number one team in the nation at a neutral site. He got that under his belt. Now next year. He's going to be ready. He doesn't have to face that pressure. That's probably the most pressure at least Anthony Richardson's going to face all season. Yeah. So, I mean, he'll be that much more prepared next year going into the season. And, you know, that that's kind of where I'm leaving it with the, with the Bartow, the, the losses that we have. Yeah. Is, you know, we could sit up here as podcasters and say, well, the offensive coordinator needs to do this. And, and we've done that to an extent. But at the end of the day, you just have to put those glasses on that you're looking and say, hey, we're not as good as they are. Of they course. have more more depth, and we got to work harder in the off season. And you better be prepared because Lake Wales is coming in here after you danced on the field last year, <laughs> and they, you're gonna have your hands full. With oh that yeah, game. they ain't gonna play no games. And from what I've seen and heard uh, in the in the Twitter world and whatnot, is that they've improved quite a bit. Um, I, I heard quite a bit as well last year uh, as we went into that game that they had a lot of players. Uh, with the COVID protocol and all, all that sort of mess that was going on. Still kind of going on, unfortunately, but um, uh, they were missing some of their key guys as well. But nonetheless, we, uh, we we did a little more than beat them. I mean, we won like 52 to, I don't even recall what. I don't know that they scored more than twice that game. Absolutely demolished them. So, yeah, they're coming back with a vengeance, and uh, they're going to look to put out a show on our turf. And we know how accurate Max Preps has been on their predictions all year, right? <laughs> so you, you ready for this one? Oh, goodness. Lake Wales, 40, Bartow, 29. 40-29. 40-29. And when you look at the, the numbers, they're, they're outrushing us for about 100 yards a game. Passing's pretty even. They got us by about 20 yards. Uh, almost a hun- over 100 yards of total offense a game, more than Bartow. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else, I mean, way more tackles, but I don't really look at that. Sacks, they, they're beating us in every every category. And I would like to see their opponents, of course, compared yeah. to ours. Yeah, you know? well, we know they played Lakeland, and that was yeah. a similar type beating. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it should be a good game. But at the end of the day, there's a group of – that's the other thing. I say it about college all the time, and I definitely mean it about high school. These kids. Mm-hmm. These are kids. Start. You know, so you're going to take your lump sometimes. Last year had a great magical season. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. That was awesome. Uh, but now you're sitting five and four going into your, your arch rival, Lake Wales, and, and I want to get into the district with you, so I don't want to forget that because I don't understand high school sports. <laughs> but but – you know, this is a non-district game against Lake Wells, but it's always been Barchester. Was it the rival when you were there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it didn't matter what sport either. It, mm-hmm. it could be wrestling, and we just trying to kill Lake Wells. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah. We, you want to do score predictions? Uh, for like against Lake Wells. Yeah. Well, let's let's go ahead and mention this real quick. Who was our quarterback last game? Oh yeah, Did not Lynn Johnson. No, and and. Uh, some inside information is telling me that that was a coach's decision to let the backup in and let him get some playing time mm-hmm. and uh, see how he's going to do for next year. And hopefully Lynn will be back in there this week. And to be quite frank, I mean, he performed really well. He did, uh, he did good. There was some – but that, but that's almost like the AR-15 thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Get him in a game, let him get a start, mm-hmm. let him play the whole game. The yeah. They do. Hopefully they sink or swim. And overall, he completed some screen passes. He he took some shots deep. Yeah, one um, or two. I think two. One being in the end zone, unfortunately, were picked I think, off. I think when he watches the film back, he'll learn from from a couple of those deep throws. Definitely. But uh, overall, you expect to see some snap exchanges, some problems there, but nothing nothing that stood out that there's a, a glaring concern at the position. Of course. For next year, I think with the off season, he'll develop and. And uh, you never know with transfers and 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 who may move in. So yeah, good luck to him. I forget his name off the top. I don't recall. Number fifteen. No, Shout out to 15. number fifteen. <laughs> I mean, to, to not I'm gonna, play. I'm gonna call his name. To not play with your starter quarterback and still be able to win, obviously forty four to seven. I mean, <laughs> not all credit goes to him. It goes to everyone on the team. Both K K J Valentine. There we go, K J <gasps> Valentine. What? You know him yeah. too. That's why it's dude and dude. There you go. <laughs> we probably go through this whole list. You yeah, <laughs> but uh, to to be able to go over to Jenkins and pull out a victory like that, I mean, that's phenomenal. And and then what you ask of a quarterback in that situation is don't do anything to hurt us. Yeah, right. you know, control the game. And he absolutely did that. Mm-hmm. You know, so shout out to you and uh, keep striving and working hard in the off season so you can retain that you know that job next year. That's right. Uh, so score predictions, we can work into it now, now that we talked about a uh, situation with Lynn there a bit. Um, we hope to see him, of course, on the field next week or this week. This week. This yeah. week as we as we play the Highlanders. Um, let me go. I think I have our – Did you win? <laughs> so this is killing us. us. Barto beats Gibson. Okay, we're way past Gibson. Uh, I have – okay, cool. So 28-7, this was from Jamie, my wife. Uh, I had 28-14. I didn't get Coles. Uh, you got 28-14, and then Jen had 21-14. The game ended 44-7. to So I think it would be safe to say that my wife won for like the third week in a row. And she ain't even officially <laughs> playing. Exactly. Like she came in at the end of the like mid-season and took the lead. <laughs> yeah. She, she got the actual prediction right. What wow. game was that? Uh... Against Lakeland, I think. Yeah, she hit it on the head. Yeah. Oh, no, it was against Gibson because Lynn, right. Lynn <laughs> commented on the post on, on the Bartow jacket breakdown. Uh, 
Facebook page, which if you're not following that, go check him out, as well as the Twitter page. But uh, he was like, he said something slick, you know, like not really liking, obviously, Jamie's uh, score prediction because she was in favor of Lake Gibson for that game. And, well, it ended up being exactly that score. <laughs> Shout out to Jamie. Shout yep. out, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> She's in the other room right now. But uh, so I have our, wait, I have our Lakeland scores here too. I don't know that we got into it. What was the Lakeland score again? Let me see. 38. 38-14? You had 28-27 Bartow. Cole had 35-31 Bartow. I had 48-13 Lakeland. Uh, Jen had 21-7 Lakeland. I had 30, or Jamie had 30-14 Lakeland. Congratulations, Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So, um. Let me erase all of this so I have some space to get our predictions for today. Um, do we know the Lakelanders, or not the Lakelanders. <laughs> the Lakelanders. The Highlanders uh, record by chance? Yes, I can tell you here in a second. Mm-mm-mm-mm. They are. Just a moment, guys. Sorry. We have to wait for Max Preps to tell <laughs> us. They're 7-2. and 5-4, and, and, and Lake Wells is 7-2. and two. Okay. This should, um, be, this should be easy for you, Wes. What are you going with? I mean, I really, I really wish I knew who for sure was starting at quarterback because I think that plays a role. I don't think it played much of a role last week. Sorry, Jenkins. I just, <laughs> I don't think, I think I could have been playing quarterback. Uh, but uh, I'll tell you what we'll do because I'm not sure what the coach's decision is going to be moving forward. Uh-huh. Um, if they're going to give the kid another shot, but let's just go with it that it's it's Lynn starting, and then at the game we can adjust. Okay, fair enough. So let me write down everyone's names here. <laughs> okay, so While you're doing that, I'll give you my my prediction. I'm going Bartow, thirty-five, Lake Wells twenty-one. Thirty-five to twenty-one. So a lot a lot different of a of a game compared to last year, huh? Yeah. Well, Still in favor of Bartow. Well, they're gonna have their hands full though, because I'm telling you, as a coach, you're out there stomping on my field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I like. I like giving Lake Wells three scores, though. I think they'll certainly uh, be able to do that. Sorry, Barto. Um, still love you guys, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go with – let me see here. I'm going to go Barto 28-21. to 21. Bit of a closer affair than what you got by, like, just a touchdown. Um, but I think, I think Highlander's defense holds up a little better than – well, a lot better than what they did last year. <laughs> You want to give us a prediction, Taylor? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it. No. I no, you're no. gonna pass on that. That's all right. That's all right. Well, let's get into the the w- girls basketball program. I'm gonna say women's, but I guess in high school it's still girls basketball. Yeah, I'm program. still adjusting my lingo to this young ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so, congratulations on the job again, and coming in. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. You played in Barto, so tell a little backstory about yourself. Okay, I played at Bartow, graduated from Bartow. Obviously, that's always the goal. Let's <laughs> uh, graduate. Uh, then I went to Santa Fe okay. College in Gainesville. Um, went JUCO, and then I got a basketball scholarship down at Florida Memorial University, a university in Miami Gardens. Um, played there. Had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I started doing, I had like 
one more semester and then I just kind of helped my coach with basketball stuff um and then I guess God just made it seem fit to be a coach okay so after your career was over you still Mm -hmm. had uh after your eligibility was over yes you had uh, another semester to finish up school and then Mm -hmm. you started um coaching with the team or doing whatever they needed Mm -hmm. and that's how kind of you fell into coaching yep it was (laughs) it, it literally was on accident I was not Really? Not. Yeah, I was. I actually had a job um, right out of college at a PR firm in Fort Lauderdale, and mm-hmm. th- it was yeah, craziest thing. I really loved working public relations, doing all that. Um, and then my heart just kept saying, "Go to basketball, go to basketball, go to basketball." So, I literally quit my job and I said, "I'm gonna be here full time." And this is without even having a job, like oh, wow. opportunity. It was definitely a God move. It was a a really big God move. I don't know. I just really felt my spirit just saying, like, you got to go back to the gym. And then here I am. (laughs) So is this your first coaching job? Oh. Besides the college? Yes. This is my first um, head coaching position. But I was, I've coached collegiate four seasons. Okay. So, yeah, it's. So it's a, it's a big, adju- <laughs> so not only are you adjusting from coming from college to high school, mm-hmm. but from Miami to Bartow again. Right. <laughs> so you know, that- you know, surprisingly, um, I, not to toot my own horn, but as an assistant coach in college, you basically, you run the program. Like right. you are, you know, the hands <laughs> and feet of the coach. Mm-hmm. So they come in, they do their job and they leave. And we're the ones that are, you know, we're doing the play development film, we're breaking down um, just highlights. We're talking to other coaches. We're recruiting. Um, we're setting up meal plans, you know, pregame, you know, making sure the, the team is successful. Um, so then when I adjusted, so when I came here, I'm like, oh, I do all this stuff already. So, But now <laughs> I'm just the one that calls the shot during the game. Right. So the adjustment kind of seems seamless. I think the most, um, not, the most challenging thing was, setting the expectations and the standards to, you know, to these kids that were already here. I, I started with like maybe five or six players that were already technically on the team. Um, so they ha- already kind of had a way of the program. They had a feeling. Um, so it was me coming in, the new person saying like, listen, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to go. And then instilling it the first two, three months that I was in it. And that I think that was the most challenging thing was just kind of, undoing those bad habits and just like, Hey, this is how it's going to be ran. Um, Good. either, you know, get with it or <laughs> you got to hit go the road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So wow. talk about uh coach McGriff a little bit. You, you, you're coming to your alma mater mm-hmm. and you're, you're coming back to coach for the first time as a head coach in high school. And you're coming to a program that arguably around the state is mm-hmm. top. Absolutely. So, um, you got the goat, in the oh locker room next yes, to you. So absolutely. what's that like? Um, so it's a huge blessing. Um, like kind of I was telling you before, like he surprisingly, like not surprising, just who he is as a person mm-hmm. and how like when I talk to McGriff, it's not, Oh, a head. he's so humble. He's so down to earth. And he gives me confidence that I can do this and I can take, it might seem very overwhelming cause I, I'm coming from, you know, I'm, I have NAIA knowledge. I don't have the F, HSAA knowledge and, and stuff like that. So I'm reading and he's literally um, helping me, guiding me through that. So it's giving me more confidence when 
you know, I am setting the standard, making sure it's not too much because like you said before, these are high school students. Mm -hmm. I'm used to working with young women or just grown women at that. So like they understand time management. They understand that they need to take care of their body. They understand that they need to go to to class. Then you have the high school mentality. (laughs) That is what? (laughs) So, and, and coach is always reminding me, he's always there like, I love that I can kind of call him anytime. Like, listen, this is my problem or this is an issue. What, what, not what do I do, but this is what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. Stop me if I need to. And he's like, well, coach. <laughs> and he's always open. He's very open. He's always giving me advice or he'd always say, if I, if I ever did it again, this is what I would do. And having those conversations, just even in passing, um, it just makes me feel like I have so much support and I'm ready for anything, honestly, that comes my way in this journey. And and that says a lot for uh, Wes and I got, well, I've known Coach McGriff, but we got to meet him and sit down and interview him and mm-hmm. just says a lot about his character. For mm-hmm. sure. Because it, it's, it would be easy to say, Coach, I don't have time. Like, I, I'm right? running That's this program I'm over here. I but got he's the boys. checking in on me. He's yes. making sure I'm good. Like, That's what's you up. know, I'm just, <laughs> hey, Coach, can I borrow your medicine balls? You know, and he's like, no, okay, which, what else do you need? Like, he's always saying, what else do you need? What else do you need? Like he is the definition of servant leadership. And so of course, when you have that in your corner, I feel like I can tackle anything, you know? And I love, and it may be a basketball thing that I'm not aware of, but I love that I've seen some friends that posted that their sons were playing middle school basketball Mm -hmm. and today was their first game Mm -hmm. and they were dressed up in their shirts and ties and everything (laughs) in middle school. And I'm like, I know McGriff does that with Mm -hmm. the boys. So I love seeing it, you know, trickle up Mm -hmm. from there. They're being taught with uh, Tripp and Ladarian and and Coach D at the middle school level what to be ready for. Absolutely. And I have Coach Candy down. She's my assistant coach, but she's also the head coach at the middle school. So we're, you know, kind of creating that pipeline. But also because she knows my lingo, she's, you know, repeating it to them. So when they do come to us and they're also playing in our gym Mm -hmm. so then and then when they come to our gym and they see me supporting and all the high school teams supporting i made i made sure that it was like a mentorship like this is this is where you could be like you could see yourself here so now my eighth graders are like oh i can't wait to come (laughs) but it's just like the the thing about it is they're excited that's great girls and in sports in general being excited is not it's not common Mm -hmm. unfortunately like it's decreasing because you know life how this life is going but just to have um just a gym full of girls that are just excited about basketball and just they're not a they they're not afraid to I think the issue is with girls they feel like they can't be aggressive Mm -hmm. and a girl at the same time but you can you know you could be a bully um but sometimes they just on the court on the court and that's okay and sometimes they just you know just giving them that platform is just really really good nice to have <laughs> so what is as a coach coming in what is your they always say i'm gonna say build a new program mm-hmm. um because the girls program has been around a while but comparing it to the boys program kind of like you're coming in and starting over it's your first year mm-hmm. you said there was a uh, five to seven girls that were retained and you've got 23 yes i got 23 now. 23 now mm-hmm. you got a pipeline down at the middle school are you looking at it i'll share a story with you i forget the team maybe uh where coach tate was maybe 
Like Ridge. Ridge. You know, he told me this story. Did he? He did. Okay. Actually, when I first met him, he was telling me about how terrible, like, he just couldn't get it together at one school. Yeah. Um, and he was trying, he was trying, he was trying. But was it Tate that did it or was it the, the coach after? But I think it was Ridge, but it might have been Tate. But what he did was he took his, basically, his JV team mm-hmm. and put them on varsity. Mm-hmm. And they just took lump after lump after lump after lump, but they were all freshmen and sophomores, mm-hmm. and then built that program up mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. The other the other side of it is you put the best that you got out there, and you go for it and build up your young, mm-hmm. which and it sounds kind of like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, what is your mentality going into a new program? Not a new program. I keep saying that, but for you, it's a new a mm-hmm. new start, fresh start. Yeah. So, what is your mentality? Do you do you say okay, I'm, I'm giving myself two to three years to kind of get my style of play and how I want the girls to to respond on the court to me and each Mm -hmm. other? Or are you just saying, let's take the young ones and let's build a How are you going Um, about it? This, neither. Neither. (laughs) It's um, how I, honestly, I'm using it as my, my years at Bartow as a reference sheet. It's like, you know, what how, well, how was my work ethic? What did my coach put me through when I was at Bartow? Because I'm not going to lie, literally when I went to college, their conditioning was nothing. Like, I was good. Like, <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, like, my endurance, like, I was confident. I'm like, this is it. This is all we got to do. Like, this is, oh, okay, well, my high school. Lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> my high school was 10 time and it, it, because I was mentally tough. And I think that's my my goal for them is to build their character. And when crap hits the ceiling, what do you do? Yeah, pressure. So and and how I'm um, structuring it is I am I'm looking for my 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 senior leadership because I do have a couple seniors, um, and I have a couple of um, juniors, but my heavy my heavy heavy class is my tenth graders. I have 10th and 9th graders, but they're learning. And I can tell they're learning because now we're able to communicate effectively because we're understanding each other's terminology. So in the beginning, they would be like, Coach, like, what do I do if she went this way, that way? And she went the, okay, what do you do when she does an L cut and she goes around and she said it's a pick? So now that we're able to communicate, now we're, we're able to execute a lot quicker because now we're not, you know, it's direct language. Um, so I can tell that they're learning. So I think that's where my main focus is at is building IQ. Once we have the IQ, I know we can do anything because it's basketball. Like I have a freelance basketball. We don't have a lot of structure in our plays because I want them to read. It's that read and react. Um, mm-hmm. And so I want them to create the freedom. Like it just depends. Where's the ball? Do I have to go here? I don't know. Where's the ball? You got to read it. <laughs> so so they get frustrated. It is real it's a frustrating process. Sometimes I'm I'm scratching my head like can we do this? Can we do this? But it is getting better time after time. It just takes a lot of patience. But me being me cuz I'm competitive, <laughs> I want to take it all the first year. <laughs> I want to take it all the first year. Um I want to be like, "Oh, the upset," you know, like um but we also have good girls. Like we have good athleticism. It's just the IQ. So you're looking for, as a coach, you're looking for the game to start slowing down for them. Yes, because. And that's what you're judging on on, mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good fair. Way of, good way of looking at it. For sure. <laughs> well, I mean, because in college, I was the player development coach. I was skill development. 
So a lot of the freshmen that we were recruiting, they didn't understand a lot of basketball one-on-one. So we had to take two weeks of our practice time. And you know, or we don't, we have limited practice time in college. Mm-hmm. So we had to take two weeks of practice time just to teach basketball one-on-one. So the, the really elite players that we had, now they're not even, you know what I'm saying? So then the practices are just long and they're teaching. And it's just like, how do you not know this? Like, did your high school coach did not, you know, I, I was baffled, and then my assistant, the other assistant coach was like, listen, there's not a lot of good high school coaches out there. We're just kind of recruiting off of athleticism at this point. And I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> so now um, I think better basketball IQ will also bring the game, better games, better game play, better game situation, better, more hype um, for the fan base because good basketball is good. It's fun to watch. For when sure. it's sloppy – that's when it's like cringy and it's like, okay, like I don't want to <laughs> be here anymore. <laughs> Did you uh, play for Coach Polite? No. Did I you? played um, for Merv. Okay. Okay. So he worked out pretty hard then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing was, it was no excuses. Yeah. He didn't care. He yeah. didn't care. It, well, I mean, he cared, but he was just like, okay. Deal with it. Exactly. Just like, this is what it is <laughs> and this is what it needs. And we had great teams. But the one thing that um, he, it was, he was by himself. You know, not saying that he wasn't having mentors, but he was the only one that was in there every single day. He was the only one that was taking, you know, um, the time to make the highlight tapes. Like, it was only him. I don't know how he did it. Like, how can you have a successful program with just only one person? Like, you see McGriff with 17,000 assistants, like, because it takes a village, you know? Um, So the fact that I have such a huge support system I have, um, like three people on my staff. I have um, my coach, my assistant coach, Coach Candy, um, my head JV coach, and then he has an assistant coach, Coach Rice, and then I have Coach Kell, which is like our um, basketball um, operations, like financial stuff, making sure our sponsors are good. So the fact, and then I have McGriff, technically. He's not an assistant coach, but he's a mentor that I constantly, and I still even uh, reach out to Merv, uh, uh, like, always just talking about defensive the Bartow defensive philosophy so I'm keeping it Bartow like this is what we're known for this is what we're going back for we are not going to give up because I saw some of the film last year and it was (laughs) tough to watch (laughs) um but what did I get myself into (laughs) (laughs) right but and then I have reassurance like it's okay because you know the Bartow way and it's like you know what I do so let's get let's get it <laughs> one day at a time. Well, one of the things that I've picked up from Coach McGriff, and I hope that you follow suit with, is he's developing boys into young men. Oh, absolutely. And 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 they're going to be great in the community mm-hmm. in the future. And and when they go off to college and come back, just like yourself. So that's one thing that if you if you get anything from Coach McGriff, that'd be the one thing that I hold on to because. And those kids are, anytime you meet one of his players, Mm -hmm. they're the most respectable. I mean, they they serve lunches to the senior citizens. Mm -hmm. Like, um, he just does an amazing job of of building young men. Absolutely. And there's a lot of, a lot of times coaches can get lost in wins and losses and and that type of thing. And I know he's competitive. There's no (laughs) doubt Mm -hmm. about that. He's probably the most animated coach I've ever seen on the sideline. Mm -hmm. I I, I find myself at a state championship just watching him. I'm just like, (laughs) look at the energy. (laughs) And I'm missing the game. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's one thing that I'll always take from him. And when I get back into coaching one day, um, I'm going to be an assistant again. I got 
close to 15 to 20 years coaching experience at the high school level, but it's always been an assistant. Mm. Because what you were saying, you kind of the assistant kind of runs the program. Mm-hmm. I like that good cop, bad cop, yes. and I'm always the good cop. <laughs> oh, I'm. I let, I, I, that's what I've noticed. I was. I literally. I'm used to being the hype man, the real positive person. That, but I. You I'm like. Take a step I'm, back. Yes, now, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yep. Like I'm I don't so. Like that. I don't listen, like being the bad. I don't. You stink. <laughs> yes, like I was just yelling. I'm like, dang, y'all just said y'all had a good practice, and then when I come over here now, you know, because I was working with the JV, um, because I like be hands on with the mm-hmm. JV as well, but. I come over here and like I mean I'm not trying to stink up the place, but like what is what is going on? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. That that's something because my personality I'm very bubbly, positive, just outgoing, and then like I don't you know having to be the bad guy. And I you I didn't realize it until you just said yeah, that. I, yeah, I like the and I was luck I was blessed to be with great head coaches and and one of them taught me a lot at Jenkins and the other coach that I was with at Bartu, he loves subbing. He's like, I just like Southern. I like the management of the game mm-hmm. and knowing when players are tired and keeping right. them fresh. And mm-hmm. so, like, in soccer, that's a big deal. So, mm-hmm. like, literally, I just coached, and he took care of all the subbing, and mm-hmm. I just focused on the game. Mm-hmm. And then when they would come out, I would tell them something, and he'd get in their butt. and But right. I'd be the go back over to him, but my head, it's okay. You know, like, right. keep your head up. Right. So, yeah, that if, if I have to be a head coach, my wife would be my assistant so she can run the day. <laughs> be the mean one (laughs) no i i I realized i was the mean one and i was like dang like i don't want to be like but i i feel like they forced me to be that person (laughs) you almost have to be as the head coach right and i I have to make those tough decisions and i and i always recall myself like okay how does this decision reflect the program and how does it does it correlate with our core values and um i literally just had a parent meeting on saturday because we just picked the teams um and I was just, I was, I'm like, listen, all I know is college basketball. So that's all that they're going to see is me running a college program, just infrastructured in a high school Mm -hmm. um, program. And I was just telling them that (laughs) um, this is a brand because that's what college basketball is. It's all about a brand. So when you're talking about, you know, building young men like I'm doing the same thing with making sure that the brand their brand is always protected and it's always in a good light Mm -hmm. so we had I had to have that tough conversation like with social media um, expectations of social media um, even with the parents even with the parents I'm like listen this is this is what I expect and this is what I do not want to see because this is a brand yeah. Take this seriously because this is also a digital portfolio. This is a digital, you know, first impression of who you are. And if you are, you know, doing some inappropriate things, it's like, you know, oh, she's part of oh, those Bartow girls, you yeah. know. So it's not just, I'm like, if they see you, they see me. They see me, they see you. Right. And you're not going to make me look bad. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, For so sure. Yeah. yeah, social media is, I mean, it's, it's tough. Ooh, it's yeah. very tough. <laughs> <laughs> it, I I really didn't have to deal with social media as a coach in high school, um, but yeah, I can see where that would be a a huge deal. Mm-hmm. Especially, well, when I was in college playing, when you had curfew, that would be bad. <laughs> but I know McGriff. Listen, I don't know what how much of it's true, but I heard McGriff like takes the team to hotels before the games and like puts them up in the hotel room and just so he knows. 
I think that was before. That's before the championship. Before I think I think that's when it's towards district. I think. I don't know. We haven't. It's gotten, it's, it's amazing. But I have heard of it. That keeping mm-hmm. a and and I'm sure there's some film study and some. You, well, you want to control the environment. Right. You you want to make sure that there's no factors like oh I didn't get to there on time. Like you want to make sure that as a coach, that nothing you know that's the player's fault. Mm-hmm. So you want to put them in a in a controlled environment that they can be successful and you know that they can be successful and. They're with the team. And that's also building team unity, the camaraderie. Mm. Um, And, I mean, hey, that's also with focus. Again, social media and stuff like that, that can just – people can get caught in the hype, even not just fans but the players as well. And then they have this expectation or they this unnecessary pressure that's on their mind that they have to be perfect or they don't want to get crossed over on baller TV or something like that. (laughs) Like, that's that's – why are you putting that pressure? You already have life on your chest. Yeah. Why enough are you a- exactly. So why are you adding another elephant? You know? So it's just like, I think that's why it's good to have, take those distractions, take them out of the distracting lifestyle that they do have access to. Um, I think that's a really smart move. Actually. I might pick that up. <laughs> well, can you tell us who's in your district? Because um, the districts in high school nowadays, it just, um, I don't understand how football has one district and girls I, To be honest, a, I don't either. I do not either. I was kind of, Because I looked at your schedule myself. and it, it, according to Max Preps, you only have one one district game. What? And that was against Jenkins. Last year? No, this, this year. This coming up season. No, I probably should have denoted that on the, <laughs> on the schedule. But we play, um, which is. Um, we play, I have it, and I have never, I didn't think that, um, we never played Winter Haven in our districts, but Winter Haven's in our districts, like Gibson is in our district, hmm. um, well, I'm trying to find it right now. Maybe it didn't. Jason's, Jason's on it too, uh, he's it trying. no schedule. No Come schedule. On. Here it comes. It says your first game is 11-16. Is that right? The against, the against Kathleen. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That is correct. Then Lake Wales, Mulberry. Okay, here's our district. We are in District 7. Um, we're in the same district as George Jenkins, Kathleen, Lake Gibson, Lakeland, Ridge Community, and Winter Haven. And that is yeah. so that's not a, one team. That's about seven, yeah, six, so seven. It, it's the same as... Same as uh, football, except they added Ridge and Winterhaven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because in football, it's uh, Lakeland, Lake Gibson, um, Kathleen, and Jenkins. Correct? I believe so. Yep. Yeah, so I was just looking on Max Prep. Some of them just say non-district. Oh, I need, like, a, I need to get on that. So you, so you as a coach have to do all that yourself? Or no. the, the director no, no, of operations. The, the <laughs> 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 no, we have, to be honest, we're so blessed to have our athletic director. Okay. Um, he is on top of it. And he, on top of that, he's also um, the golf coach. Yes. Um, so for him to be a coach himself and then also being basically the AD for, you know, for everybody else, he does an amazing job, an amazing job. Um, and he gives me so much support. I have never had so much support from at admin. Um, that I do at Barto. I was like, oh, snap. Like, this is, you know, of course, everybody wants us to win. But, like, the emotional support, the if you need me to work this in, let me me know if I can work this in. Or if you need to take this time for your girls. Like, they care about the program. And that makes me 
again, more confident in what I'm doing because I know the environment that I'm around, they're caring, uh, you know, a caring environment. And anytime that a girl or one of my players look like they're in a bad situation, they're like, hey, listen, they're always giving me a red flag or like, you know, hey, I know she's one of you. I pulled her to the side. You know, so I feel like, you know, it's not just me that's helping me govern them you know at school i have support i have backup <laughs> who's Good. the who's the teams out there that the fans and listeners need to not that you're worried about but who are the top okay, listen, top teams ev- around the county? everybody ever since i put out this uh, the schedule everybody's been talking about december 14th well, who, who oh you snap <laughs> everybody's talking about oh that december 14th game and that's against winter haven okay oh. and I'm, I'm honestly excited i love johnny um he's I mean, obviously he was coaching there since, you know, when I was playing there, but we have a really good relationship, but of course I'm competitive. He's competitive. <laughs> um, it's going to be a good game. It's awesome. going to be, I, I can't wait to see what he's got and, you know, and the district, I honestly see me like, not me, <laughs> Bartow and Winter Haven um, in the district championship for sure. All right. oh, well, that may be, be the game we need to get out. <laughs> yeah, <for>. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So that's something to the <laughs> listeners that we are, I'm going to say, considering um doing this show a little more maybe two times a month but covering more of the teams but mm-hmm. it's going to take coaches like yourself to be interact with us and let us know what's going on and <laughs> yeah. and get some uh but when working with the booster club and and hope we can get out to some some more games and, and cover all sports that mm-hmm. want the coverage too. right right, right, you know, right so we appreciate you coming on and, and Dude, talking about thanks the program. for reaching out Absolutely. Again, it's it's things like this that make me feel valued. It makes me feel um, that you know what we're okay, even if we fail. Like we have so much support around us, and that is something that I'm so blessed to have. Like I'm not afraid to fail because I have so much support. Well, just meeting you for the first time, I think our (laughs) girls in Bartow are in great hands. Certainly, I would agree. Shout out to McGriff again and the boys program. We'll be getting with them and to a couple of their games and for uh, sure. We wish you all the, thank the you. Luck thank and you success so much. And, thank you. Um, maybe you can get next time you talk to coach Tate, mm-hmm. tell him, you know, show him what a foam roller is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, I learned so much girls sports. Listen, I, I'd much rather coach girls than boys. That that's is it true that um yes. high school oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> no it is high school uh, boys are just more emotional than girls I don't know about more emotional um but I've found that girls will listen to you more mm-hmm. and and not you you get a little bit of that alpha male stuff with boys mm-hmm. they're um, just going through that period they where- know everything <laughs> you can't tell them nothing right and that's why a coach like McGriff stands out to me so much mm-hmm. because he's got so much respect when he walks into a room right. with those kids right. that it's, there's no he don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. um me as the assistant coach i didn't have to worry about it as much either because <laughs> right. i was the good guy right. but um yeah so but i learned so much about girls program shout out to coach d at barto high school my girls went through there and she's coaching there still like I didn't know what a foam roller was, and I coached. <laughs> what? Like, I didn't know a foam, foam roller. Right. You know, I Dad, you got to do it. I was like, "Well, don't stop. That right. hurts." Like, I just but, taught my kids about K tape. I just, you know, they're yeah. like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is." I just like to give Coach Tate a hard time. So <laughs> tell them about pickle juice, mustard. Yeah. Oh, Lord Jesus. Yes. Speaking of pickle juice, uh, on the Lakeland game, uh, who's someone? One of the players we probably talked about him earlier. Who went out? 
I saw the pickle juice jar out there. Oh, really? Yeah, what? one one of the, the students, uh, one of the students were out there walking over. I forget who it was that was banged up on a play. It For happened towards, thing? yeah, it happened okay. towards the end zone. Uh, one of our guys got banged up. I don't know that it was Baker or someone else who came kind of limping off. It could have been Tylon. I'm not sure, but uh, it came limping off, and I saw I saw the jar going out there. <laughs> uh, I pointed out to Jamie. I was like, look, there it is. I used to put mustard packets in my sock. Because my right calf would always cramp up in a soccer game. And I'd take mustard packets and suck on the mustard. During the game. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and with that note, we'll wrap up. <laughs> We're going to go to the girls' game. One of them's just going to pull a mustard packet right. out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Taylor, for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks Good luck to the girls' program. We'll be following it all year, and we'll see you next week after a bar to win. See you Friday night. Bye.